you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast, brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics, found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Here today for a special episode. The year has turned to 2020, which means the start of a new decade. So, I figured why not go back 2010 to 2019, the decade just ended, come up with a all-decade WVU football team. Um, you know, just for fun, you know, why not? You can only do it once every 10 years. Um, you know, I've watched, you know, pretty much every game during those 10 years, so I feel like I could uh, make a reasonable judgment of it, you know, with some research and stuff. So that's what we're going to do here. And uh, just want to preface this, you know, uh, welcome any comments that you like, anybody you felt I left out, anybody you felt I shouldn't have put in on my list, you can send those to us at almostheavenathletics at gmail.com. You can tag the podcast on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Um, you can even mention Almost Heaven Athletics on Twitter at AHAthleticsWV. Any way you want to, uh, you know, respond to that, um, we're welcome that. And, you know, maybe this we're going to recover the defense and special teams side of the all-decade team on this episode. So uh, maybe on the offensive side, uh, which we plan to release uh, a couple days later, uh, we can um, address some of those comments and stuff and see because, you know, my list isn't the right list. It's, you know, uh, just my list. So, um you know, I'm sure other people would uh, do things differently, especially when uh, we get into it. But I preface preface this before we get into it. Just kind of want to talk about um, the format I decided on, and so I'm going with um, you know a couple caveats to begin with. First of all, um, if a player played something like you know 2007, 2010, so only his final season was in you know this decade. I'm uh, not count not counting them just for purposes of you know this exercise. Just feel like you know that's most of their career was in the previous decade, and I felt like if you didn't play at least you know like two years in each decade to where it was equal, uh, you could that you could say you were in either decade. You know if you had more years in the previous decade, then I just didn't include those players, so you won't see uh, names like Chris Neald, Noel Devon, Jock Sanders, Robert Sands. You know no names like that on this list, and you know that 2010 defense was the best defense of the decade by far, and one of the best defenses in school history. So definitely want to give them a shout-out and just, uh, you know, if the, some of those guys are left off. And uh, that's why. So I just wanted to preface that because I'm sure I'll get some comments wondering where's Chris Neal, where's Devon, you know, things like that. So um, that's kind of how I went with that. And then as far as the format here, um, we'll discuss the offensive episode when we get to it. Um, we'll separate this into two different episodes instead of reveal, unveiling the whole all-decade team on one episode. Felt like it'd be easier to break it up, so this episode we're going to detail the uh, defense and special teams, all-decade team, and then here in a couple days I'll release the episode detailing the offensive side of the all-decade team. So uh, for now we'll just talk about the defensive uh, format I went with for this all-decade team. I'm gonna I picked four defensive linemen, two first-team players and two second-team players, four linebackers, two first-team players and two second-team players. Two hybrid players, which kind of like a linebacker safety hybrid, because West Virginia always seem to have a position that uh, served that kind of role, no matter what scheme they've played in, you know, this past decade. So, two hybrid players, one first team player, one second team player, four cornerbacks, two first team players, two second team players, four safeties, 
two first team, two second team, one kicker, one punter, and three just return men. I didn't separate kicker, kick returner, punt returner. Just went with three return men, a first teamer, a second teamer, and a third teamer. So that's what we're going to be breaking down here on the defense and special teams episode of the All Decade Team here on the Country Roads webcast, 2010 to 2019 WVU football All Decade Team episodes. All right, so with no further ado, let's get into it. Let's start with the defensive linemen. Um, the first team defensive linemen, I went with Julian Miller as one of them and Bruce Irvin as the other. I think that's your obvious top two picks of this previous decade. Um, both of them had the stats to back it up. Both were just terrifying players. Uh, Miller doing it for a bit longer than Irvin did, having played his full career at West Virginia. Irvin came in you know, and just dominated for two years, especially that first year when I think he finished top three in the nation in sacks. But Julian Miller, you know, 164 tackles, 48 and a half tackles for loss, 26 sacks. Um, impressive, and then you can see Irvin how impressive he was in two years. You know, 23 sacks, so only three less less sacks than Miller in a couple less years. Uh, 61 tackles for Irvin, 30 tackles for a loss, and uh, five forced fumbles actually over his career. So very underrated at uh, being able to cause turnovers there as well. He's just a very disruptive player, as was Julian Miller. So that's my two first team defensive linemen, and then two second team defensive linemen. I went with Will Clark. Um, guy that's you know still sticking around in the NFL had a good career at West Virginia especially towards the end of it 104 tackles 31 and a half tackles for loss 10 sacks during his career as a Mountaineer and then also I went more recent on this one and I went to uh, Darius Stills you know uh, played two years in this decade but you know it's hard to argue with his numbers compared to others um, you know as far as what he's racked up in that time so you know eight sacks 17 tackles for a loss and 54 tackles in those two years. So I think Darius Stills earned a spot on the all-decade team already as a second-team defensive lineman. So um, linebackers, I said four of those. Two first-team guys, I think this one was also fairly obvious, but that's just, you know, my opinion, especially the number one, of course, David Long. And then I went with Nick Kwiatkowski as well. Uh, both players that had excellent careers here at West Virginia, both flourishing in the NFL as well. Um, definitely both uh, deserving of that first-team linebacker spot. I think that one's hard to argue against. Uh, David Long, 250 tackles, 40 tackles for a loss, 13 sacks as a linebacker, 10 pass breakups. Nick Kwiatkowski, a guy that came in as a safety, moved to linebacker, then was just a terrifying middle linebacker, could do, make any play you needed him to, could cover the pass, could just just kind of a do-it-all guy, and he's shown that in the NFL as well. 189 tackles in his career, 28 tackles for a loss, 5.5 sacks, 6 interceptions, 14 pass breakups, 3 forced fumbles, so... Excellent numbers put up by those two guys. Earned them uh, first-team spots on the uh, all-decade team at the linebacker position. Then, as far as the second-teamers, I went with Najee Good. Uh, Another guy that's kind of stuck in the NFL in a reserve role. Special teams a lot. You know, been on the teams with the Eagles for a long time. Uh, Can't believe I think he's with the Jaguars now, I want to say. But uh, still sticking around in the NFL. You know, that's kind of a theme you'll see with a lot of these guys throughout here. It seems like the ones that had really good, solid, you know, four-year careers at West Virginia. A lot of them are, you know, are in the NFL, especially on this on the defensive side here. Um, and uh, Anaji Good had 142 tackles, 26 and a half tackles for loss, eight sacks, two interceptions, and seven pass breakups during his Mountaineer career. And then the other spot on the uh, second team, I think a guy that was really, you know, underrated and uh, I don't want to say underappreciated, but, you know, kind of you don't hear mentioned a lot uh, with some of these other guys. But I think Al Rashid Benton quietly had a great career as a Mountaineer, you know, uh, after Kwiatkowski took over that uh, Mike linebacker spot and filled in admirably 217 tackles, 18 and a half tackles for a loss, three sacks and 
three interceptions uh, during his career. Now we come to the hybrid linebacker position that I uh, chose and kind of, uh, you know, made up here in this uh, as a fictional position in <laughs> this here fictional all-decade uh, team that I'm creating here for the uh, podcast. But uh, the hybrid position, kind of a linebacker safety uh, type position because, you know, West Virginia has always seemed to have that in their defensive schemes, a guy that kind of can play like a linebacker role as a blitzer, but also cover guys in space man-to-man, you know, like a safety and uh, kind of a hybrid-type body there. And I think two guys did that better than um, anyone else really during their West Virginia careers. So my first team guy, I think Terrence Garvin, uh, earlier part of the decade, he handled that role very well for West Virginia. 232 tackles, 24-and-a-half tackles for a loss, 11 sacks, three interceptions, three forced fumbles, and 11 pass breakups. And then towards the latter part of the decade, another guy that uh, really handled that type of role well was K.J. Dillon. 159 tackles in his career, 17 tackles for a loss, five interceptions, and 20 pass breakups. So impressive numbers there defending the pass by K.J. Dillon there for sure. And then we'll move over to cornerback. Um, I went with four corners in this one. Um, you know, two first-team guys, two second-team guys, which is kind of what I tried to keep uniform uh, throughout was, you know, four, two to four players, you know, trying to keep it simple through these, uh, through this format for the most part. And um, two first-team cornerbacks I decided to go with were Rasul Douglas and Daryl Worley. I think both those guys had great careers um, here at West Virginia. Daryl Worley, you know, starting from the time he was a true freshman. Russell Douglas coming in out of the junior college, showing some flashes late in his junior year, and then his senior year having one of the best uh, seasons ever for a cornerback at West Virginia. Russell Douglas finished his career with 78 tackles, three and a half tackles for a loss, one sack and nine interceptions, eight in that senior year where he led the country in interceptions. Um, Daryl Worley, 89 tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss, 10 interceptions during his four-year career and 21 pass breakups. Uh, both those guys, you know, still playing in, in the NFL and having good uh, professional careers as well. Uh, second team, Terrell Chestnut, 50 tackles, two tackles for a loss, four interceptions, 20 pass breakups, four forced fumbles. A guy that really came on um, late in his uh, Mountaineer career and just a very strong player, always seemed to bring it, you know, uh, they threw away from his side a lot and when they did throw to him, towards him it seemed like he always made a play whether it was a pass breakup uh, I remember the forced fumble against TCU seemed like we were really gonna run away with that game after that point it was a very big play in the game um, of course we all know how that turned out but I, that's one of the most memorable plays of Chestnut's career to me for sure and then I went with another more recent guy as well here as a second team cornerback of the decade in Keith Washington I think Keith Washington's a guy that came in for West Virginia uh, established himself as their top cover corner in the game first game he started against Texas Tech on the road in 2018 and from there on he was West Virginia's top cover corner you know for the rest of his career and he really came on in a bright spot there shut down some uh, big time receivers and a big time pass on offense and even got the game winning interception and you know continued to uh, progress throughout his career and get even better from that uh, moment forward and he had 63 tackles two and a half tackles for loss one and a half sacks five interceptions and 18 pass breakups in his two-year Mountaineer career. Now let's talk about the safeties on this all-decade team. Got four of those as well, two first-team guys, two second-team guys. Uh, my two first-teamers at safety were, of course, Carl Joseph, and I went with Kaiser White alongside him. Carl Joseph, you know, one of the best defensive players of the decade. You know, it's kind of hard 
to you know narrow down a single one that you would name as the best, but he's definitely in that conversation if you want to have that discussion. And he finished his West Virginia career 284 tackles, nine interceptions, two sacks, and countless hard hits on opponents that are memorable highlight reel plays. Then you got Kaiser White, who was no stranger to doing that also um, and making some highlight reel hits during his Mountaineer career. Um, you know, one of the White brothers who all three had great West Virginia um, careers here at, you know, during their time, all three coming from junior college and then moving on to West Virginia to have great success at the Division One level in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, Kaiser White, 152 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss, four sacks, three interceptions, nine pass breakups, and four forced fumbles. Then the second team uh, safeties, I went with Drayvon Askew-Henry and Kenny Robinson. Uh, Javon Askew Henry, 208 tackles, nine and a half tackles for a loss, six interceptions, 10 pass breakups, four-year starter, really, you know, came in and just established himself as a great player right away early on as a true freshman. Um, Kenny Robinson's another guy that did the exact same thing. Um, you know, his career didn't end the way that I think a lot of West Virginia fans would have liked it in, but it's hard to deny that he was a very talented player and I think very deserving of a spot on this all-decade team. 123 tackles, four tackles for a loss, seven interceptions, and seven pass breakups. And then now for, let's go ahead and switch over from defense a little bit and include it in when, with this defense. I want to talk a little bit about the specialists here on the all-decade team. All right, as far as the specialists, I went with one kicker, one punter. Uh, as far as the kicker, I think that it's, you know, another guy that's career, you know, didn't end the way that I think a lot of us hoped it would have because, you know, he could have had an even even better career than, than what he did and, and went down as maybe the uh, best kicker in school history even. Uh, just that, that guy was – this guy was that good during his West Virginia career, and I think we all remember it. Uh, Josh Lambert, hard to argue with that one. Several game-winning kicks – just a hell of a leg on that guy. You've seen him boot 50-plus um, yarders on more than one occasion. And uh, just a guy, you know, hated to see this career end the way it did. And uh, But definitely, definitely the best kicker for of the decade for the Western Mountaineers, I believe. And then punter, I think that was another one that was a no-brainer for me with uh, Nick O'Toole. Another guy that came from a junior college but really became a fan favorite. Boomstash, you know, the nickname, you know, the mustache. Uh, you know, uh, Nick, Nick O'Toole, just a great character, great guy, and uh, one of the best punters the West Virginia's had in recent memory and earned him a spot on the All-Decade team as the punter. And then with I went with just return men, uh, three return men, a first-teamer, a second-teamer, and a third-teamer. Didn't really want to break down kicker and punt returner, with the main reason for that being uh, just the fact that West Virginia struggled so much uh, at punt returner in the past decade. You know, there was a huge period of time, I think, you know, multiple years where West Virginia didn't hardly gain any yards on, on punt return, and, you know, it was a struggle just to catch one. So they would put somebody back there like Gary Jennings who, you know, wasn't a big threat as a return man, but he would catch the ball. And that was just kind of the thing was just to catch the ball. So punt returners really was a struggle a lot this decade. So instead of going kick returner, punt returner, I just went return men. And I uh, went with three of them. I think the first team guy is obvious, Tavon Austin. Um, you know, we'll talk more about Tavon when we get to the offensive uh, podcast, talking about the offensive side of the all-decade team. But um, obviously one of the best players in school history and one of the best return men in school history and most dangerous return men 
in school history. Then you got uh, I went second team. I went Mario Alford. Yeah, I played alongside Kevin White. Uh, probably underrated. You know, if he's not on the same team with Kevin White, we're talking you know even bigger numbers than what he did put up in his career, uh, which was pretty large. And then you know, kick return. He really always made some big plays. Super fast guy with uh, straight line speed. I remember I opened the season with Alabama. Uh, one, that one year with uh, him and Kevin White when they had their explosive breakout season that year, I believe it was 2014, and um, he ran that kick back against Alabama, and from then I knew this guy was he's going to be a player, and he ended up being one alongside Kevin White. So second team on my uh, return man belongs to him. And then my third team uh, return man goes to Shelton Gibson, a guy that kind of filled that role um, after Alford's departure was Shelton Gibson. Just really uh, – was explosive during his career as well. A definite deep threat at the receiver position. And then kick return, he made some big plays. I remember a long one against Baylor um, right off the top of my head. And a couple other moments where he really, you know, showed his speed on those uh, kick returns. And a little bit of a looseness for Shelton Gibson as well. So he earns that third team spot on my return men list here on the All-Decade team. Having said that, that's uh, you know that's the defense and specialist side of the all-decade team. Uh, you know, like I said, my list. You know, it's my list. It's just my opinion. You know, the way I saw it, watching the games. You know, looking at the stats, breaking down the way I wanted to. You know, do this. You know, is there some guys I'd like to include that I didn't? Of course, you know, I didn't want to make this podcast extremely long, so I didn't want to have you know eight cornerbacks and ten linebackers or you know, anything like that. There's plenty of other guys that probably, you know, could have got on on the list, but I feel like if I cut it off at this, you're really talking about some of the best players of the decade, and I feel like that's kind of the most um, entertaining thing about this is, you know, talking about this and looking and thinking, wow, this guy, you know, he's a guy that doesn't get talked about a lot, but, you know, if you're going by this formula, he's one of the better players that played this decade, and, you know, seeing some names that pop up that maybe you didn't expect to, to pop up, you know, on an all-decade team when you're talking about West Virginia from 2010 to 2019, and that was kind of the uh, the most fun part for me while doing the research was, you know, having some names come back and then having some memories flood back along with that, and then that led to, you know, looking up some highlights and, you know, just reliving some uh, old times, you know, some down times with some players, but then some because of how, you know, the seasons were in context when you start to think about that. But, you know, then a lot of guys that, you know, really were bright spots that you didn't realize were bright spots even during those down times. And then, of course, you see some highlights that really, you know, uh, flood back some awesome memories of some really, really good times that West Virginia did, you know, endure over, you know, this past decade from 2010 to 2019, you know, despite was it as successful as the decade prior? No. West Virginia, you know, that run from 2005 to 2007, you know, one of the best three-year runs in school history, if not the best. And, you know, so this decade definitely did have some uh, bright spots, though, you know, looking back on it from 2010 to 2019. And having looked back on that, these are the players that I thought stood out the most to make the all-decade team on the defensive side of the football as well as the specialists here on the Country Roads webcast. Um, look, Be on the lookout for the offensive all-decade team. Going to drop that episode here in a couple days of the podcast. So that's coming as well. Um this episode will probably release on Wednesday, uh, Country Roads webcast Wednesdays, what we like to call it. We try and release, you know, every Wednesday that we can. That's kind of a day that we like to shoot for, um, mainly for alliteration purposes. Sounds good, so we're going to roll with it. And uh, But the offensive episode of the podcast will be releasing here in a couple of days. Going to try and release that one, uh, plan tentatively to release that one on Friday. So um, if you're hearing this, uh, you know, 
you want to comment, you want to add some thoughts, what you thought about my old decade team here on the Country Roads webcast, thought it stunk, thought it was great, whatever, you know, you, I left off this guy, where's this guy, um, you know, anything you want to add, you know, um, you can send us email, almostheavenathletics at gmail.com, I'll uh, read that email here on the podcast, and, um, you know, if I, even if I don't get, get to it in time to read it before uh, the offensive episode of the All-Decade Team, maybe I'll do a special episode um, following these All-Decade Teams where I, you know, talk about what the Mountain Nation thought of the All-Decade Team and some guys' comments, and, you know, then that can be like an honorable mention show almost where I talk about guys that were left off and, you know, just kind of go through this decade and, you know, get, get your guys' uh, perspective on that. I think that'd be cool. So we'll see how the response goes uh, to this episode. We'll see. Everybody may hate it, may not get uh Man, I get too many listens. Who knows? But, you know, if, if you do hear it and you like something you want to comment, send us an email, almost7athletics at gmail.com, or uh, tag the podcast here on the Twitter at WVU Country Roads. And as always, you know, listen to us on any podcast platform you like. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Just search Country Roads Webcast. Subscribe to us, and most importantly, share us as we continue to try and grow through Mountaineer Nation. Um, be back with the offensive episode of the All-Decade Team, the 2010 to 2019 West Virginia football All-Decade Team. That was the defense and the specialist offense coming up. Can't wait to do it. Can't wait for you guys to hear it and uh, hear your thoughts about it. That being said, as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go Mountaineers. Hey!